program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm back hosting Loving That Sports Talk today, and it's a good day out here in Arizona. And I have a wonderful guest here today. I'm one of my old teammates from the University of Wyoming, Chuck Kimbrough. How you doing today, Chuck? Fantastic, love. <laughs> we had a good run together up in uh, Wyoming, didn't we, Chuck? Absolutely. You know how we used to do. We could tell some old stories back then, can we? <laughs> I don't know if we want to do that on there, though. <laughs> Chuck always we, always, we always tease Chuck about this, another friend of ours. You know, Chuck was always into working out all hard. And, you know, me and my other friend, Anthony Sargent, you know, we would like, oh, like to go hang out at the clubs and party. But Chuck and Reggie Berry, you know, used to always work hard, you know. So that thing was, you know, uh, I'm going to let him tell you about it. Go ahead, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, working out uh, in, in East Oakland, uh, we had a lot of hills to run and backpedal uh, to make sure we took care of you and Anthony Sargent. You know, we used to lock you guys down. <laughs> but uh, we, we would work out hard. We'd backpedal, run the beach, run the sand, and, and then go have a good glass of orange juice. And, and I know that's where, where you're going with this. <laughs> We saw we see Chuck and talking about. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run some hills and drink some orange juice. You know, <laughs> that was always a little theme. You know, for him and Reggie Barry. So, a little shout out for orange juice. So, anybody want to run hills and drink orange juice? Think of Chuck and Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chuck, we can start off today. You know, it's it's kind of interesting. You know, all these players. You know, they get in trouble and they they go head to head with the coaches. And, and you look at, like, who's going to win, you know, the coach or the player, just because of the amount of money they make, you know. Albert Hainsworth for the Washington Redskins, you know, got paid $100 million, Chuck, you know. Mm. And he's going head-to-head with Shanahan. Who wins that battle, Shanahan or Albert, you know? Well, I, I think there has to be a precedent set. And uh, the owners are partly to blame in this simply because uh, it, it is a business and they've kind of taken the fun out of it. You know, talking to my friends and family and, and my, my uh, sphere of influence, everyone's asking me who's my favorite team. And because, because being a player, you know, you, you don't really have a favorite team. You look at good matchups. And uh, so what these guys have done is they've kind of created a monster. And, and more than likely, or in the past, I think uh, Hainsworth would win. But in order to help that franchise, uh, Shanahan needs to uh, put his foot down and uh, replace that guy. Yeah, and you know Washington end up you know uh, suspending him. You think that was a good thing for them? They're not losing any money by that, but you know his conduct to the team. You know he just didn't want to play, Chuck. You know, would you have done that if you was an owner? Well, you know he his his 
past record shows that he's a stud. You know, he could get it done. But when you come in and you bring a virus in, it, it tends to infect everybody. So now if somebody's toe hurts or somebody's uh, pinky hurts, they don't want to practice or they don't like the defense or offensive play that was called. Now they tend to kind of blow up. So, yeah, I, I have to support the coach and say that uh, a suspension uh, is definitely something that uh, uh, was merit. Yeah, and you look at all these players, you know, like when T.O. used to do his antics, you know, and all like that. You know, you look at the owners, you know, look at look at um, Tennessee with Jeff Fisher and Vince Young, you know. The owner told them, you know, hey, we got to work this out, you know. Uh, we got to call it online. Carl, are you there? I am here. How are you? I'm doing good. Carl, what do you think about that? Would you suspend the players making $100 million, or would you, you know, keep them on the team and get rid of the coach? You know what? Uh, we, we talk about all these great coaches, but there's not really a great coach without great players. And I kind of the, the issue I, I see right away is that too many things are getting to the media. You know, back in our day and a little bit earlier, things that went on in-house stayed in-house. Um, and if they became a, a big problem and they came out, then you deal with it. So I don't really think it's fair. But, uh, hey, I paid this guy all this money to play. Um, he needs to be on the field. So, Coach, make it happen. Hey, Carl, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, since you mentioned that uh, too many things are getting in the media, how would you uh, recommend squashing that so that it doesn't get the attention? Would you, you put a barrier so the media can only come so far? Or would you allow them to continue to come like they're doing to report and create this, uh, this uh, animosity uh, amongst the fans, the teams, and, and the players and coaches? Well, I don't think you really can ban them without a fine. I think the league, the, the, the rules are set. Um, you have to be accessible. So, no. But I think what you do is the leaders of your team need to step up and have a, a, a meeting internally um, and try to work it out. You know, the difference is is that now, you know, a lot of these young guys are making a lot more money than these old guys. So when an old guy tells them what to do and how to do, they say, hey, oh, man, I'm, I make more than you. So... There's a lot of dissension, so I think, you know, the veterans need to step up. Um, I mean, it, it really gets deep, but, you know, I, I don't have an answer for that. Well, well Carl, you know, uh, we got a couple other calls online, but I want to keep you online because we got a bunch of questions. But, um, Kenny, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? You know, we were sitting there talking about all these players who are making all this money. Should you get rid of the coach? Should you get rid of the player? Or should the owner just try and say, hey, both of you guys work it out? What do you think? I think they should work it out. I mean, uh, you can hate a person. You don't have to deal with a person. But it's, it, when it's coming to a job, and that's what both of them have, a job, it, it's not nothing personal, but do your job. Make it work. That's my honest opinion because, that you know, it's not fair to that owner because he's paying all this money for these coaches and this player. Make it work. That ain't his problem internally. He straighten it out. And if he can't straighten it out, somebody has to go. Hey, Kenny, uh, this is uh, Chuck here. I, I got a question for you. You're absolutely right about uh, it being a job. You know, the purpose for a job is work, not pay. Uh, but uh, something happened, and when Hainsworth was bought in to do a job and then they didn't allow him to do that, do you, you know, how, how would you address that? Because now he's upset because he had, he had a, a, a intentions to do one thing, and now they're doing anything. So do you think that merits him uh, the ability uh, the, to do what he's actually done? Well, now if he if he he's having a problem not being able to do what he has to uh, need to be done, 
he needs to straighten that out with the owner. Now the owner and him has a personal problem. It's not even with the team because it wasn't going in the direction that he was hired for. You know what I mean? So it's not about the players no more. It's now, now it's time to deal with the owner and his position with the team. If it's not going the way that he thought it was going to work, then there should be a separation. But out there on that field, it has the marriage, and everybody has to come together and do a job. That's what you know. a lot of people are not, uh, are not saying. It's a job. If you don't want this job, quit. Exactly, and I agree with you on that one, Kenny. You know what, Kenny? Uh, we uh, we like to thank you for coming. We got so many people on hold, so we gotta cut you off and then get to the other callers. Would that be okay, Kenny? Uh, no problem at all. Thank okay, you, thanks for calling in, John. Thanks, are you there? Yes, I am, James. How are you? Good. How are you doing today, John? I'm fine. I'm fine. Although I'm disturbed about the Cardinals. Well, you know, I was going to get to that. You know, the Cardinals. Um, you look at it. Um, I like I was telling a friend of mine. I went to the Monday night game when they played the um, Niners. You know, yes. most of the fans don't even want to go to the game anymore now. But those are the type of fans that um, that you, you don't agree with because when the Cardinals win and everybody wants to go to the game, but then when they lose, losing, everything goes through a, a bad stretch. And you know that quarterback is, the, you know, the, the problem there. So would you still be a fan? Of course. I've, I've got more loyalty in that, and I agree with you about those fickle people that they have to win or they won't be fans. That's no good. But, you know, I'm the cause of it. That's why the Cardinals are losing. Why is that, John? Well, when I moved to Chicago, the Bears went downhill. I moved to Arizona, the Bears go up and go to the Super Bowl, and I come down here, and the Cardinals go to the Super Bowl, and now where are they going? They're going downhill. See, if I hadn't moved here, it wouldn't have happened. Hey, John, well, well, when did you leave San Francisco? Because the Giants just won the uh, World Series. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> so, so, John, what we need to do is when a team wants to win, we got to let you move there first and then let you leave, and then, you know, they'll be doing good. Is that what you're saying? I think so. I think so. <laughs> well, I want you to go to Philadelphia for a little bit, then leave so my Eagles go to Super Bowl this year. How that sound? Right. <laughs> Love, we need to send him to Laramie, Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been there too, as you know. We right. talked about it. And that's when we went to the uh, bowl game the when bowl. you left. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, John? You stay away from me with your bad luck, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, your Cardinals, you know, all they need is a quarterback. And hopefully next year, John, they might get Donovan or, you know, maybe Michael Vick and, you know, maybe they turn things around. You know what I'm saying, John? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be great if we got somebody that was really good, really make a difference? All right. Alex Smith might be able to help you guys. <laughs> well, thanks, John. We got a lot of calls, but thanks for calling in this week, John. Okay. Hey, good talking to you again. All right, then. You take care. I'll keep you. Uh, Keep you apprised of my forwarding address. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. All right. Uh, you still there, Carl? Yeah. Carl, yeah, that was pretty funny. You know, um, Carl, um, I played with Chuck at the University of Wyoming, and boy, do I have stories about him, Carl. Wow. I got some stories, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's only an hour show, but you know what I'm saying? We probably get one or two in, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Charles is uh, Charles is a different one, but you know what? You, you know one thing is for sure. Charles is definitely a hard worker. Uh, wore his emotion on his sleeve, and man, he would come with it. You know, back in the day, you know, he, he probably weighed one, you know, one 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 eighty nothing. Yeah. So he's a little light in the tail. So I should get after him a little bit. But I tell you what, he was uh, Mister Consistent. 
he was a technician and, 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 a, and a joy to be around. So I don't have any, any bad, bad stories. Uh, actually, no bad stories on him. So I, I'm not going to talk. I'm, I'm going to give a break today. Yeah, yeah, I'll give a break too. But you know what? Like you say, when I was at Wyoming, you know, I was a receiver. He's a DB. And like you say, the hard work that he did, that's where it got me today because he wouldn't let me let up, you know, in practice. You know, if I wasn't doing right in the game, you're like, hey, love, you know, you need to, you know, that's not like you to let somebody cover you like that. So the hard work that he put in, you know, to make me put in doing practice, you know, carry, you know, on the field plus off the field. The things I do now, you know, you know, he'll call me up, hey, love, I got this. I'm like, God, that that Charles, you know, <laughs> we call him Pops, you know. <laughs> so I, I can't. Yeah, so I can't keep saying Charles or Chuck. I'm going to go with what we call him, Pops, but. You know, uh, like you say, if you got somebody like that, you know, that's in your life and that can do things, you know, on the field and off the field, that's a great thing that you can, you know, look on and tell other people about. You know what I'm saying, Carl? And I agree. And, you know, one thing, too, that's really great about it is that now it's transitioning to our, our next generation. So Charles really has a love for these athletes. And, you know, I've heard him say many a times, you know, his goal for these athletes are to have options academically and athletically. So I think, you know, what he's teaching out in the field now resonates well. So uh, not only did he live it, now he's out there teaching it to others. So, uh, you know, for the guys he's touching, I think the future looks pretty bright. Right. Well, you know, we got to go to commercial break. But before we come, when we get back, Carl, I want you to think of something. I'll ask you a question. And, Ch- and Pop, Chuck, I'm going to ask you a question when we get back. So this is James Lovey. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. I'm going to be right back with my guest, Charles Kimbrough, in the studio today. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you already get the general sports headlines and discussion on tv and radio tune in to the blueprint with randall gatewood yeah we'll cover all the general big name stuff too but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else we'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports. 
with someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at Tough the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And as I said earlier, I have um, Charles Kimbrough, one of my teammates from the University of Wyoming. You know, it's kind of funny when you get your teammate in here, the one that uh, uh, we couldn't stand each other. We hate each other. He, you know, he was a defensive back. I was a receiver. And, you know, and that love-hate thing is like on the field, you know, we hate each other. But, you know, he was bringing out the best of me. And then off the field, you know, we were just like brothers. He looked out for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, Charles, you know, Chuck, I call you. I mean, Pops, I call you. You know, that's our name. You know, we all had <laughs> nicknames. You know, and um, I like to throw this question out to you because we look at everybody, and I, I hear this all the time. On my show, I get callers, and everybody say, we supposed to be role models. To, is that to a certain point, or do, you know, all the time do athletes supposed to be role models? Well, that's a good question, uh, and, and I've, I've struggled with that because um, – they're in the spotlight all the time, and, and when they're in the spotlight, uh, you have cameramen, uh, editors, uh, journalists, you name it, uh, just just constantly watching their every move and, and, and just really taking away the human side uh, of, of people. And we, we all individually are people, so uh, if we live life right, we do the right thing, uh, and we advocate that, then to some degree uh, – your character is what someone else is going to want to model. You know, it's just like uh, you and, and, and myself and, and all the other guys that played with us. We looked up to certain guys. We wanted to pattern our game after them. You know, we wanted to pattern our lifestyle after them. So, yeah, uh, there is a certain responsibility, but I, it first starts at home. And I agree with you, um, Charles. I mean, Chuck, I got to call you Chuck. You know? yeah. But, you know, we got our guest Carl on the line. Carl, um, you know, for my list, I like, you know, Carl played at Oregon State, you know. Um, Carl, can you tell us the years that you played there? Do you mind, please? Sure, 85 and 86. He put, Carl played at Oregon State. And I throw that question to you, um, Carl. Um, are you a role model? I mean, do you look at yourself a role model? Do you look at yourself, you know, just like a normal person that, you know, should live his life? Or do should kids and other people look up to you? And that is a great, great question. I want to answer it like this. My son is actually a professional athlete. He plays with the Texas Rangers. Okay. And um, I would say absolutely yes for a couple of reasons. I think, one, um, you know, being an athlete is not going to define him. 
So I think when you just uh, pigeonhole yourself into being an athlete in what you do, because um, it hopefully is a lot more life than it is in that sport. So I say absolutely. Everything that you do, uh, people are looking in your life, and you need to show um, some reserve to yourself because opportunities are going to be there or should come after you're done with the sports. And people look at that. And a lot of times when you're a role model, you're a role model for kids. And, you know, there's always going to be kids. There's always going to be kids 11, 12, 13, and 14. So the market is always there. So I think um, one thing, yeah, you should, too, it's smart business to do, too, because, you know, when you transition, if you do well with the platform that you have, you know, let them know. My son's name is Braxton Lane. I tell him all the time. I said, I want them to know you as Braxton the person, not Braxton the baseball player. Right. So when, when your career is over, you have an open Rolodex of power people that are in our community, and you can, can move on. So, yes, we should be a role model on, on all those levels. I really like that answer you gave, uh, and I respect it. What you say you like for them to know him as who he is, not as a baseball player. You know, and I really respect when you said that. You know what, I'm going to come back with you, Carl. i got another question. Chuck, you know, we look at all these different things in the world of sports, you know. Can an athlete be an athlete not even when the season going on? What I'm trying to say is, like, say the off season's over with, and you want to go out with, like, say me and you, you want to go to the club. Why do you still have to be on your toes? You can't go out and party, have fun, or because the media's still looking at you in a way, but you're done with that season. Can you let your hair down? I know you bald headed, Chuck, but <laughs> but you you know you know the point I'm trying to make. When is an athlete can just be themselves, and you know, and then when can it be that professional? Or or you can't differentiate that. You know, got to be all at one. Well, it's like being a president. You know, they 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 still call uh, uh, Jimmy Carter or or um, what's the president? Uh, they they claim to be the first black president. Uh, Clinton. Clinton, Clinton, Bill Clinton. You know, he's uh, he's still President Clinton despite of what he he did and his time in office. So, yeah, you know, we do want to have fun. We want to go out, and and, it, and we do have to uh, be mindful of people looking at us because there are people out there that look to us and uh, we 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 are that ray of hope you know if he can do it i can do it i like i respect his his mannerisms i respect respect his uh his character and yeah he uh, and if he dances like you man then um <laughs> so yeah it, we have to be on our p's and q's all the time no no carl I, i'm gonna come back with you with this question you know like when things i do now you have an organization a charity and all like that. And then when I go, I always look around like, man, I can't do that because that's my name. Do you feel that way now when you you still, I mean, you've done playing, but do you feel like you got to keep your name in good? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, it's kind of like being a parent or being your dad. You know, no matter where I go, I'm still that parent. I'm still, I'm still that dad. So um, unless it's behind closed doors uh, with me and wifey, which I won't go there, but you know, <laughs> I, I am. That'll be another you know, show. That'll be another yeah. show, Carl. Yeah, yeah. But uh, from that standpoint, you know, it, it is what it is. So yes, I um, I have to watch myself because I, you know, I'm marketing um, all the time. Opportunities are there all the time, and I and I choose to do that. So uh, it comes down to a choice. But yeah, no, no. I have to watch it. Now these choices. You? you know what? I, and I'm like that too. You know, I look at you know. You know, you sit back and you, everything you do, you know, you want to get off there where you was when you was playing ball all wow, but you, you turn around looking at all the players that get in trouble, like you don't know who's watching, you know? 
every little thing you do, you don't know who's watching. So you you on your cues and peace, but it's kind of scary because you kind of don't really want to go out, you know. But you you have to go out, you know, because you know you can't keep yourself closed in just because you got to watch everything you do. But if you're doing the right thing, you don't have nothing to worry about, you know, Carl. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. So you know, I mean, like Chuck, things you know when we was in college, you know. Oh, we used to do, you know, go out dancing all the time. We did some fun things, you know. It wasn't nothing that against the law or nothing like that, but we did some fun things. But now, I mean, as an athlete, you look at it, always, somebody always watching the, that negative. Like I tell people every day, you know, I get up every morning to watch the sports center or Mike and Mike to see the negative. People get up to see the, at night to see the news, to see the negative. You know what I'm saying, Carl? And Chuck, yeah. we, we look for the negative, you know, but we ain't never look at the positive, what they're doing off the field or what they, you know what I'm saying? We always look for, why is that? I, you know, and, I, and I, I work with kids, but I'll say this, and I tell the kids all the time, you are an injury away from being common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so with that, there is some negative, there's a negative piece uh, to that. So if you don't have anything to fall back on, then yeah, you have to be cognizant of what's, what's around you, man. It, it's tough. We look at, that's what sells. That's what, you know, if, if you go to, to, to Yahoo homepage right now, you're not going to see positive. You're going to see negative. That's what makes the news. And um, it's a shame that the good stuff doesn't come out. But our, our society, the way it is right now, it's a now industry. And, uh, you know, the bad boy, the bad girl stuff, that sells. Well, I, I, I want to uh, piggyback on that and say that, uh, Love, you're doing a tremendous job, you know, just in the name of your show, loving that sports talk. I mean, you were uh, – uh, you were assigned or given that name. You know, you didn't have a choice in it. You could have, you could have named it anything else. You know, uh, Mike and Mike. They, they've done something that uh, just uh, is identifying and branding them. But your name is a positive name, and so the, your format for the way you do your show is phenomenal. So just keep up the good work and, and keep bringing in positive and and hopefully uh, just one person at a time, one show at a time, you'll be able to uh, create a, a much more positive spin. Uh, in media uh, than what's out there right now. Yeah, and and I agree. Thanks for saying that, Chuck. You know, uh, me and Chuck go a long way back, you know, <laughs> so everybody, you know, our listeners know that. You know, uh, like you say, you know, you look at things, you look at things that are positive, you know. I like to do the positive thing. You know, like I tell everybody, if I can help one kid, you know, day, that's positive for me. I've done something, you know. So, you know, if we as, you know, athlete, Carl, you, Chuck, all of us, and we sit back and talk to people, kids, you know, and say, hey, this is what we've done. Don't make that mistake or do this this way. You know, that's positive. You know, it ain't all negative. Don't say, you know, um, you got to do this. You, you look at it and say, hey, look at it as yourself. As give your best. Set a goal, you know. And yeah. when you set a goal, that's positive. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Do you agree with that, Chuck? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, you know, just listening to you say that and, and, and Carl, you know, Carl's my best friend from uh, childhood. We grew up in uh, – in Oakland, California, uh, went to school together and 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 played and and worked out and done a number of things. So I'm just thinking. I know how he's thinking. He's probably thinking the same thing right now. Is like, hey, I'm ready to make a commitment. And um, you, you know, here in in the uh, Arizona, Phoenix, or Tempe, wherever we are here, somewhere down here, is <laughs> hot. You know, but um, just just making a commitment to uh, to do better and to have a better and more positive impact in, in in our community, and it can start here. I know, Carl, you're down there in the ATL, so you're definitely doing it right now. And and we could we could use this positiveness uh, all over the country. 
Carl, um, we've already go break, but when we come back for break, definitely want to let us know what you're doing out there in the ATL, you know. That's one okay. place I've never been. You know that, Carl? <laughs> okay. I'll okay. just I'll wait for you to say, well, you're welcome. Come on down. You know, you stay, you know. <laughs> come on, Carl. Follow the script now. Follow the script, man. <laughs> follow the you script. Welcome. <laughs> I know Carl will take good care of you. <laughs> Carl, you didn't follow the script. We're going to do that again. You know, I've never been to the ATL. <laughs> well, man, hey, love, anytime you're down this area and want to come down, man, we'd love to have you. Got a bunch of room for you. I think my plane leaves at 7 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that wasn't on the script, though. <laughs> See, I just put that on there. You ever heard, like, adding stuff on? <laughs> but, but this is James Love. I'm back with host of Living That Sport Talk. My guest, Charles Kimmer on the studio, my old-time college group roommate and teammate. And then we got Carl Lane in the ATL on the line. So we'll be right back. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
This is James Loving back hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and I have um, Chuck Kimbrough in the studio today, and I have definitely have on the line Carl Lane. You know what, guys? Before we, you know, I want to get this through because I always have the question asked me every show, you know, about the injuries, you know. Uh, we'll get with you, Carl, because I know your son played for uh, Major League Baseball. And, Chuck, you know, can I ask you, this helmet-to-helmet, helmet, I mean, is, is the NFL or just sports in general, is it, it become a violent sport or is that what we look for? Because I know we look on TV, see a hard hit, we go, ooh, ah, and all like that. But now all these rules changing it. Is that what the game coming to or is it about safety? Well, the fans want to see, you know, the 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 violence. They they like they, they pay the money to get entertained and and see a good hit. Uh, but we have gotten away from uh, just basic uh, technique and and proper tackling. Uh, and and I look at it, you know, this is just my opinion. Is, is when when we played, yeah, we we did a lot of uh, uh, hitting. But we really focused more on tackling. You know, we tried to get a good pop when a guy wasn't looking, you know, to send a message. But the head-to-head thing is really something that needs to be considered um, simply because of the nature of the injury. You know, so many people, they're finding studies that uh, the, the number of concussions and how it's affecting guys after the game. And this isn't, you know, this is just a season in our life. So, yeah, I, I think the head-to-head, it, it needs to be uh, curtailed and, and, and continue to take a closer look at it. Carl, now, yo, I want to get your take on it from the football. Then, you know, I don't know how much you talk to your son about injury, the different injury. I know not concussion, but injuries as a fact. But what do you think of that? Well, going to the helmet to helmet, that's really, really a tough one because, you know, growing up, I was a running back and I was uh, always getting hit. But I had the attitude I was gonna, I was going to come after you, so I used my head and helmet as a as a weapon. Um, unfortunately, even at Oregon State, um, I had a couple of concussions, and I, and I think I may even have some symptoms that are lingering from those years ago. So um, from a business standpoint, I know it sells the tickets, but I think we have to take a look at it. And the um, thing about it, there's technology out there that can help it help us, and I know that you probably know too, and probably your fans do, that concussions um, have been something that's been talked about for years. Um the problem right now is that we're we can't find out when the concussion started. So when people retire and they have those concussions, they want to go and sell the NFL. Well, they've been playing this game since Pop Warner, and you can't tell me when you were in high school or junior high school you never got your bell rung. So um, you, you know um, we got to really go back to tackling and, and doing it right. So it needs to be addressed. Also, to the helmets, how they're built. Um, and there's again, there's products out there that can measure the G shock you take. So um, I, that's a whole other show for me. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And I kind of want to get your intake on this. Uh, we got another call line. John, are you there? I am here. John so, Warren. Uh, John Warren yeah, from hey, Oakland. Hey, loving. How you doing, man? Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, listen, I'm really enjoying your program. I'm listening via the internet and. Uh, one of my very best friends and mentors is sitting next to you in the person of Mr. Charles Kimbrough. Okay. Uh, and, of course, I uh, recognize uh, Carl Lane uh, on the other line, and I'm a good friend of his, uh, one of his relatives, who is MacArthur Lane, who also uh, played in the National Football League. Uh, you got a couple of guys there, man, that are uh, really upstanding young men and who are doing some real necessary outreach in their communities and so my hat is off to both of these guys uh charles and 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 carl are are pretty incredible guys 
And I just wanted to take a minute to call in and say hello. You've got a couple of good guys on your program. Uh, they're doing a lot to help youth in their areas where they work. Uh, and I know that they work tirelessly uh, trying to make sure that the youth get the kind of counseling and mentoring that they need in these communities. So my hat is off to these guys uh, and what they're they're doing. Now, as far as the helmet-to-helmet contact is concerned, just to kind of put my little two cents in. <laughs> okay, John, um, go it's ahead. It's pretty hard when you actually sit and you analyze the game. When you're getting ready to tackle someone, you're leading with your head and your helmet. So it's difficult sometimes when you're stretched out and getting ready to hit somebody. Uh, it's difficult to keep that helmet from hitting above the shoulder pads. It's just almost difficult, and I think it's a, a call on the officials' part uh, when they're close and watching to see if it was something that's flagrant. I think mm-hmm. I've seen some calls recently yeah. that are not necessarily flagrant hits, but they were labeled such by the officiating, and it's obviously costing these teams at critical times, um, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's killing their momentum. You know, you watch the games yesterday or Sunday, and you see some of the games and they're called back, and they're momentum killers. Not that they shouldn't, not that a penalty shouldn't be. That's what they're designed to do. But and we're seeing more and more of this, and I, I think it's going to eventually regulate itself. Well, John, before I get... Guys, I'm, you know, that's really all I had to say. I just wanted to call in and let my, my main man, Chucky, know that I was listening. <laughs> and hello to Carl. And loving you're doing a hell of a job. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. You can always call in. You're more than welcome anytime. Get your two cents in. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. You know, that, that was good. You know, uh, when we come back from our break on the next segment, I'm going to get um, Carl and um, Chuck to tell what they're doing so all the listeners will know. Definitely we're going to get that in, you know. So I ain't forgot you, um, Carl and Chuck, about that. Because, you know, what what John was saying was, when you do things like that, what he was saying for kids, that that you got to take your hats off because there's a lot of people that's not doing that, you know, and don't you know know how to do it. But when you have you guys that been there and know how to do it and know how to, um, I you know what, it just it, I just gotta say, it takes my hat off to you guys and definitely for being on my show. But I can't let y'all go now. I got um Dominique Kennebrew on the line. You there, Dominique? Yes, sir. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Dominic, you, you're not the son of Charles, are you? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can I tell you something about your dad? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> Don't listen, son. But you know what, um, Dominic, you play football, right? Yes, sir. Let all the listeners know where you play. I play um, football for Elizabeth City State University. Go on. Let, let it out. Don't just tell us one thing. Come on. <laughs> I'm an outside linebacker. Call myself the hybrid. The hybrid, okay. Yes, sir. Really looking forward to uh, seeing what's going on, what everybody thinks about the football, and uh, trying to find some tryouts. If anything, you know, uh, give me some uh, some insight on that. Well, definitely, we will have um, a lot of listeners, and you know, like you say, we have a lot of people that we get you in contact with that get you that trial. But you know, I always tell people when you get that trial, the rest is on you. Oh you know? yeah. And definitely and know that. I mean, you gotta you gotta prepare yourself before beforehand. You can't go in there unprepared because uh, I mean it's a business. Well, Dominic, you still play. What would you tell the young listeners that are listening to us now, like the seventh or eighth of high school? What would you tell them? You know, if you you were sitting there talking with them, I would tell them to really focus on 
the mental side of the game because the physical side, that's the easy part. Once you get the game down mentally, it, it, it all becomes so easy and it slows down for you. You start to understand the little things about the game, about the tendencies that other players have, you know, just the, just the little things. Just one, from one play call to the next, you hear that same play call so you know the same play. So it's all about the mental side. That's the hardest part of the game, film watching and studying the playbook. That's, that's the basic, that's the, the main thing I would tell the, uh, the young the cat. Stay focused on that side. You know, Dominic, I have to ask you, what's one thing you learned from your dad? Tell me one, one thing. thing. I, learned. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I know, I know your dad, so I know he had to be on you to teach you something. Man, he taught me a lot. Just one thing, and this quote always sticks with me: is how you live today is how you live tomorrow. So you don't have time to slack. You got to put in that work. That's a that's a good dumb dumb. Do you run hills and drink more juice? <laughs> I run hills. I, I I have a a hill that is my nemesis right now. It conquers me every time. <laughs> Carl, what what advice would you give Dominic if you was coaching him? If I was coaching him, yeah, never quit. Don't quit. Quitters never win. So I'll push him to the extreme, but I wouldn't push him to where they wouldn't want to play. So, so um, that's one thing I would really focus on is like heart. The game of football is all about heart. Yeah. If you don't got the heart, you're not going to last. Got to be heart. Got to have that heart and that toughness. Chuck, well, give me one thing that you told your son to do. I know how you are, Coach, and you coached me as I was your son. So <laughs> what, what's one thing you could tell, and you could tell the younger listeners if you're talking to them like your son? Well, first of all, I would tell them to uh, stay ready so they don't have to get ready. Because uh, you never know when an opportunity is going to present itself. And, and people talk about luck. You know, luck is just the, the person that's already prepared that meets opportunity because opportunity is everywhere. And uh, you never know when it's going to show up. You may have to run or work out in a Burger King uh, parking lot. You may have to um, uh, fly down or come down and meet somebody somewhere right now. So, you know, the, the thing that I would say and hopefully would stick with them is to always be ready so you don't have to get ready. You know what, um, it's it's amazing how, you know, even if I wasn't a friend of Chuck, you know, how I know him, you know, it reminds me when Chuck speak. if anybody out there knows the movie Remember the Titan, when Denzel got them, that's how Chuck is, you know. It's like when he talks, you want to just cry because what he's telling you, he's telling you from the heart, and he's telling you something that could get you ready, not only in the football field, but in life. Because if we stay ready in life, we won't have to get ready. You ain't got to always say, oh, I didn't know this was coming. You know, you always prepare for it. That's how you want to be for football. You know, when when you're on second stream, am I right, Carl? You got to be prepared to come in when the first stream get hurt. You agree with me on that, Carl? I do, even though I never played second stream. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll say this, you know, I, I would try to coach him and tell him to become a student of the game. And I think if you talk, really sit down and talk with any, any, um, people who've had tenure in the league or Hall of Fame players, I think they would tell you they wish they would have worked smarter than harder. Because, you know, if you think about it, you know, you have young guys coming in every year, and the saying in the league is that we want guys bigger, stronger, faster, and cheaper. And how are these older guys able to keep their jobs? Um, Because physically they deteriorate some, but you have to play smarter. So I think, um, like, like Charles, like Chuck says, if you're in shape, if you're ready, you know your your mind is in shape. Now you can study the game and learn the tendencies. 
um, that's what I would tell uh, you know hey, young guys right hey, away. Learn the game, raise your IQ in the game. Carl, you know who comes to mind with uh, that advice you just shared is uh, Ed Reed. You know, Ed Reed just came back, and I think right now he's got, you know, five, six, seven interceptions, and, and that's not because he's a young pup anymore. You know, he's a he's still a stud, but he, he's older, he's wiser, and uh, as Dominique shared, he, he has tendencies, and he's he's really a student of the game, and so he, he really makes, uh, he makes some exciting uh, things happen out there on the field. And, and, and as you say, with these young listeners out there, if you can listen to this and just – Go by and do step by step, you know, like you say, mentally, physically. You're going to be a great player, you know, like you say, on the field and off the field as a person. You know, and that's what we want the athlete to be. Be, a, be that person that, you know, person can look at you and call you by your name like Charles Kimbrough. You know what I'm saying? Not Charles, the defensive back Kimbrough, you know? That's right. So if we can do that in life with these younger players and move them up. It's going to be a good, not only football, but their life after football. You know what, Love? I got a question for you. I know you're, you're answering this question. Okay. I know you transitioned out of sports. Uh, well, actually still in sports, but out of being a player to what you're doing now. And I'm sure, even going back to the role model, everything you've talked about, you've had to take pieces of that to get you where you are uh, now. Do you enjoy what you're doing, and how did you get to be in this position? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that. Hmm. I definitely enjoy it because um, – like I say, when I grew up, you know, I didn't. I had to learn sports on my own because my family always taught me, you know, be a great person. You know, God is first, church, and you know, get your grace, and you know, and then you can become an athlete. So I took that piece from my parents that you know taught me and grew me up, and they were saying, you know, this is what I want to do. So I set a goal that I want to play ball. I want to play college. I set that goal. Then that. So how I got to where I am now was. I look at what I learned from, like, Chuck and other guys, you know. I took that piece and what I could teach kids now because it was handed down to me what was told and how it was taught. So now I could teach kids, you know, talking to them and showing them, you know, different, you know, steps of how to become what you want to do. But you have to set a goal, and that's what I learned. You know, I tell kids, set a goal. Wow. Well, we're on break, uh, so we'll be coming back. Uh, we're loving that sports talk, and I got Charles Kimmel in the studio. I got Carl Lane, and if anybody out there can listen, this is a great show. But we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and I got my guest Charles Kimbrough in the studio, and I got Carl Lane. This could be a shorter segment because we ran past our break time, but I love to give, you know, I like to thank my guests that call in Dominique Kimbrough, um, Charles' son. Thank you for uh, listening. Um, John Boyd and um, Daphne Kenny Black for calling in. But I'd like to give um, Chuck and um, Kenny this last segment to tell about what they do and how they came, you know. So go get yourself two and get um, Carl two. And then I think Carl got a guest. Well, uh, thanks uh, for the opportunity. Uh, first of all, I just, you know, one of the things that uh, I do is I am uh, focused on helping individuals brand themselves because too many times out we're out there and, and we're, we're, we're fighting a cause for other people. And so branding is what, what I do. Is, and, and I u- happen to use a product uh, that uh, you can use video talk, you can use uh, video email, and you can stream live on the Internet and, and show your talent, whether you have a, a book that you've written, you're a cook, you're you're a comedian, you're a singer, anything that you have, a preacher, a pastor, whatever, if you have a message, uh, then we can actually help you brand that. You know, if you can go take a look at uh, www.promotemyname.com, promotemyname.com, it, it's it's really a phenomenal way to get your message out there because branding is the method that means, that helps, and the branding is the method that helps uh, propel your message uh, to the public. It, it doesn't allow them to make a choice between this one or that one, it, it helps the public know that you're the only choice. So if you've got a name, a term, a symbol, a sign, uh, a design, or a combination of all that, uh, you want to become the issue. You want to become the answer. And, and that's uh, pretty much how uh, my sphere of influence looks to me as, as being the, the answer man. Thank you, Chuck. Charles, I mean, Carl, can you go ahead and tell everybody about you, the listener? Wow, that was hard to follow. I'm going to kind of piggyback on what on, on what Charles just said because I think he left something out. Uh, I don't think purposely, or maybe it was purposely, but 
for you, you know, baby, for you. Bring it back to the sports. Bring it back to the sports side. You know, from a recruiting standpoint, and with all the violations and things that are going on, you know, you have kids that are pretty much from seventh and eighth grade trying to brand themselves. If you go to YouTube right now, I tell you what, little Johnny Joe has his highlight film up there. Mm-hmm. There's some commercials there, so. Um, again, you know, what that kid does or what you do, you're able to brand it right away. So, Charles, I'm very proud of you, and he's actually showing me how to do that, being that I have one pro athlete and I have a daughter who plays fast-pitch softball that we're trying to get her education stand for. It's just a great uh, product. So, Charles, I'm going to write it down, too. What is the uh, website again? It's uh, www.promotemyname.com. Well, and as far as me, I'm in the Atlanta area. Um, I actually train athletes full-time. I have um, about 12 pro athletes, um, a host of college, and a bunch of high school, and I'm doing more in the female market. Uh, myself and Cephal Fielder, we uh, run a place called the Knockhouse in Marietta, Georgia, um, and that's more on the baseball side. But um, that's what I do. Um, I help them. I work their core training. I help them get fast. So um, if you want to get faster, I'm that guy you want to see my email address is www not www excuse me it is uh to the core the number two the core at gmail.com to the core at gmail.com also too um it's knock louder k-n-o-c-k louder knock louder at gmail.com um that is associated with the knockhouse so that's what I do, and again, loving. If you're ever in this area, need a place to stay or don't need a place to stay, <laughs> um, definitely look me up, man. I am here, uh, always moving. There's always be kids around me. All right, thanks, Carl. Anytime, I love you. Have a call in anytime on the show, Carl. Anytime, anytime, call in and love to have you as my guest. And you want anybody else, some students of yours, you know, your daughter, your son, please have them call in. You know, and I like Charles, you know, make this last time with you. It was wonderful to see you again, you know. Uh, we had some good times, you know. Never yeah. no bad time. That's the good thing about it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, when dance, we learn how to dance, <laughs> do the cabbage patch. I know you want to bring that up, Charles. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right there. There you go. You get that. <laughs> but you know something? I'm still doing that. <laughs> I'm still cabbage patching, you know. <laughs> I pulled a hamstring last time I did it. <laughs> you can't squat down like that. <laughs> But, you know, um, thanks for coming out. Charles flew out here to be on the show. It was wonderful for him to do that, you know. And, uh, You're not picking up the tab? <laughs> <laughs> Follow the script. Okay, okay. Follow the okay, script. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, um, Chuck, anytime you, you know, you welcome back on the show, any of your guests, love to have John Warren to talk about you. Yeah. You know, what he said is it, it, just confirm what everybody know about you, you know. So... Well, I appreciate, again, the opportunity to be here on your show. I want to share some exciting things with you to help you reach more listeners and and just continue to spread your love. No no pun intended, but uh, (laughs) you're doing a great job, love. I I really appreciate it. Uh, You know, all the times we we fought and and, and had fun, and, you know, it just uh, created a lot of of good memories. Appreciate you, man. Definitely. And everybody out there listening know. That was the best time in Wyoming, you know, with us. We put them on the map. Sarah, Scoob, Sean Wiggins, you know, all Craig Burnett. You know, that court, we all, as a listener know before I get there, I played against Chuck and all these guys in junior college. That's right. We played against each other, and then we ended up going to University of Wyoming together. So that that fought and all that, you know, like competitive, been there since, you know. 
I guess we got to thank Dennis Erickson for that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Dennis Erickson out here was our coach that brought us into University of Wyoming. Yeah, so yeah. He's down ha- here, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Hats off to Dennis Erickson, mm-hmm. the coach. I got to get over there to see him. Yeah, yeah. That'd you be know? good. You know, we should have got over here while you was there. Yeah. Next but, time. But this is another show with um, James Loving. Um, definitely hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, you know, it's always good to have um, a player on the team that you play with and have mentored you, you know. So as you look at it, can people say and the kids say, are we role models? Charles, you're a role model, and you, you help the guys like me and all of us, Sarge and Scott Joseph and Reggie. So we are role models. So, Yeah, well, we got to work with Sarge because he yeah. didn't fess up to that thing in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, we, I still laugh on yeah. that to this day. It had to be Sarge, wasn't it? It was Sarge. He said he only wore bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> He said he only went with you. <laughs> but this is James Loving. It hosts another one. Loving that sports talk by guest Charles Kimber in the studios. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. And tune in next week, right, Charles? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs>